listening to Re, and this is the creation of a content creator, episode five. <laughs> five, yay! I'm halfway there. Halfway there towards my goal because my goal for this year, 2019, is to post 10 episodes, and I want to stick to that because I do realize when I write these goals down, I get these things done. Again, when I write these goals down, I get these things done. <laughs> So this was one of my goals, uh, getting to this fifth episode, and I've done so. This episode, I talked to Kiyasha, a good friend of mine, about her book that she's writing. It's loosely based on her life. So a little bit of nonfiction and fiction kind of mixed up together. But I say all that to say, this is another creator who is working on their creative work, who is passionate about their creative work. She's excited about putting the book out there. However, she's running into some roadblocks. And that's nothing new. I've run into those roadblocks too. I continue to, but I continue to also show up and continue to work on my creative work, um, put effort forth towards my creative work because I do realize that I have something to say, something to offer to the world. And I think that other creators, once they realize the same, that their message is important. There are, it's not just an audience. Let's not just think of them as an audience, like your niche. There are people out there who will connect with your story. And your story will offer healing to those people who connect with it. And I think that's why it's super important that you continue to push forward in your work and share it with people. Kiyasha's creative work is such a good example of what I'm talking about because her story is going to heal so many people. Let me let her tell you about it. What I realize is that one, I'm a people's person. I, you know, I don't meet a stranger unless they're just buttholes. Then I don't care to really meet them, but or talk to them much. I could talk to people, you know, make conversations with people fairly easy. I can honestly say that's one thing that comes naturally to me is talking to people and and selling them on something that I actually believe in. I guess I have pretty big dreams and hopes. I guess as far as how I would like for my entire book to go which, you know, selling comes to it. I believe my book would actually just sell itself for me, being that I know exactly where it stems from, even though it's going to be a little bit of both fictional, non-fictional in there as well. I feel like as a person who likes to read somewhat, it's, um, it'll sell itself. You know, it's all about the content that's in there and how you tell the story. For me, my book is therapeutic. I don't look for it to make me rich, but I would love to see it help people. My bigger picture is, I guess, just it being therapeutic for myself because it helped me through a lot that I didn't speak of, I guess, and talk about, so I wrote about it. And I know for a fact that it's a lot of people who can relate to it. I had hit 30 years old. I was in Cancun with my best friend, and I was around four females. They were all in great positions in their in their jobs and all this stuff and just talking about their life, how much they had experienced in life and all that other kind of stuff. And I was just pondering on where I was, which I haven't experienced a lot in life. I haven't done a lot in life. I was still bound by these strings and these chains because even my thought process then was not my own thought process. So they could ask me a question, I'll respond. But my responses was actually pre-embedded from someone else. So pretty much 
respond based off of what this other person or how this other person would would respond right i know how this person would respond or how this person would answer it so it was my answers came like that i had pretty much just had all that i could take with not knowing who i was because i hit 30 but i still didn't know who i was what i wanted to do you know i had i didn't have my own thoughts i couldn't develop my own thoughts everything was always for someone else so at that point when i had enough i just began writing and it wasn't necessarily writing to write a book i was writing to express myself because as you can probably tell right now i I struggle a little bit with words verbally but i could write it all day long and express it and i'm good you know i feel better i feel lighter when i'm done um, writing in the beginning of my book was the hardest thing because I swear I got a bunch of teardrops on that paper. I got it all out, but by the time I was done writing and had cramps in my hands from just writing real fast and getting out what I never expressed before or got out at all, it was like a weight lifted off my shoulder for whatever that situation was I was writing about. Getting past things from my childhood, my upbringing, it was a way of me getting past that. And then as I continued to get further and further into writing it, that's where the title of my book came from, A Life Less Lived. Because it's like, hey, I really haven't lived life. To not know who you are is the worst thing in the world. You'll never know where you're going if you don't let certain stuff go. And everything in life, I honestly feel like it does happen for a reason. I don't know why I went through some of the things that I went through, but I do thank God for everything that I went through. Because one, it made me stronger. It has prepared me to deal with certain things because at a, at a young age, I wanted to, to give up in, in eighth grade. I wanted to be done, but it wasn't meant for me at that time when I went through all of that. It just wasn't meant. You really do in life get wiser the older that you get and you know, patience is something that I'm definitely working on. Outside of that, it's very important to be able to, one, not play victim to life circumstances, two, be able to take direct criticism so that you can correct your your flaws because if you don't know how to take direct criticism you'll be lost this crap because you'll think you can do no wrong so she has her story she has a medium through which she wants to tell her story but what's preventing her from finishing it up and putting it out there and sharing it with you know other creators or other people who will in the future heal from her story what is it and while you listen to what it is for her really think about what it is for you as well and how you can get past that what can you change about your creative process or what can you change about your planning or your daily routine that's going to help you motivate you spark your ambition what's going to motivate you to push past your apprehension when I decided to put it in a book is when I accepted the fact that no matter what you're going through, someone else is always going through something worse. That's when I decided, you know what, it's, I can put it in a book and help someone else going through it because if I feel this way and if I feel like this is all I can take, I know that there's someone else out there who feels the exact same way. They might not know how to cope with it or how to deal with it. So maybe I don't know exactly who the person is, But if I could put it out there, then maybe it'll reach them some way, somehow. One book that I read growing up as a kid was 
God, I swear, I want to, I hope it's right. A Boy Called It. That book was about a young man who was getting abused at home and all of that. But by the end of all of his books that I read about him in his life, because he ended up getting in a foster home and all this other stuff, because his mother was actually the one who used to abuse him. But through all of what he went through in life, he made it out. He made it out on top, successful, with a family of his own, despite what he saw in, in his household, you know, having to live in a basement and, you know, mom making him do a whole bunch of horrible stuff, not feeding him, beating him, sending him to school, a whole bunch of crap. He went through a lot of disgusting things, but he never gave up. So his book, you know, reading his book helped change my life. So I can only imagine what someone else would feel reading my book. trying to protect you know other people one it's not a tell-all book it's really just all in trying to help others it's character based and all of that but you know a, a, a hit dog always follows some people will feel like or begin to question things i guess because it's like i feel as though once i complete my book and people begin to read my book then curiosity is going to kick in with everybody that reads the book. Where did the story come from? How is she able to come up with all of this, you know, this storyline? Was any of this real? Was this, you know, what, what exactly was it? And so the questions that come along with that has stopped me from finishing my book because I just always wanted to tread lightly. And, went, and again, I always try and look out for everybody else so much so to where I, I put myself completely last. You know, I have a heart. I have a heart, and the reason why I say that is because no matter how much wrong someone has ever done to me, I still have a heart and never wish, you know, anything negative on anybody. So it's hard when you have a heart, and I blame my mother for that because I feel like, dang, if she wasn't as caring as she was and didn't raise me like that, then I'd be a little more ruthless and could just go for anything. I tread very lightly because I consider everyone's feelings and how everyone you know, will be affected from the, the young ones to the old ones. I always do that. Emotionally, the anger aspect behind revisiting a lot of things, the constant reminder of something in life that you could care less to remember. But you're rehashing these things as you're writing. As I'm writing, I'm rehashing all of this, you know, and I'm having to remember this so that I could turn it into a story. So that I can use it, you know, for whatever purpose it has in the book. That's, I guess, more of a mental struggle there is dealing with that part and the emotional part of it. The other part is trying to find someone that can help me to better articulate it. Because my style of writing is journal style. You know, I take it, I jot it down, then I'll have to go back. Like, I, my book actually is pretty much complete, but... It's almost like, a, um, you know how when you were writing in school, you had to write your essay, they tell you to just brainstorm. So you take your little web, you draw it, and you just write a whole bunch of stuff. It reminds me of that, even though that's not necessarily what I'm doing, because there's a bunch of pages in there, and it's, it's full of stuff. It's full of, it's an entire book from the beginning to the end. Now it's just me turning all of this into my story. And I feel like at times, I just need someone else to help push me and help me to be a little bit more creative with it because I'm creative, but I feel like having someone else right there with me throwing out some ideas and, and helping me to better, 
you know, word it and add a better storyline to go with it because I feel like I want to go character-based. And I, I've kind of decided how I'm going to start my story. It's just now just putting all that, that those papers, like taking all those papers out of the book and sorting them out from where they go, from the beginning to the end to the middle. Someone else might just give up just because they didn't, you know, know how to deal with it or they felt the same way that I once felt. You know, even if it's even if it's not a lot, it's just one. That means so much to me because, you know, uh, uh, just a little bit of my background. My mother, or the, the person I call mother, was not my birth mother. She was someone who took me in and raised me from 10 days old up until, you know, she she passed away a few years ago. You know, that was my mother. And it wasn't about how many people she touched or she changed. The thing with her is that she was a giver to the end. You know, if she could, she did. If she had it, you had it. If she didn't, she was going to do the best that she could. With that being said, it's, it's not about the number of people. If I could change one person's outlook on something they're going through, then I feel like I've accomplished a lot and I've made my mother proud. I know that once my book is complete, I already see how it's going to go. It's going to be very successful and I'm going to have some big interviews and I want it to be a, I, I would love to turn it into a nice movie. I believe it'll be a major door opener for me once I do it and I see that happening within the first month of me promoting it and people actually reading it. I honestly do. And it's crazy because every time I think about it, I always have this one vision of me sitting down with Oprah having an interview. And it's crazy. I don't even know why Oprah of all people. And and I, I want you to remember this because I promise you it's going to happen. And I might be 90 years old and Oprah might be 160, but I promise you it's going to happen I see that happening, and I've never watched the Oprah show, believe it or not. Never watched Oprah's talk show. And again, out of all the people out there, for me to sit down and have an interview with, that was the first vision I've ever had of me having an interview. I see it, I claim it, and I'm just really waiting on the day that I can stop procrastinating so much and stop caring and just get it done someone else is hurting the same hurt that I was feeling they're feeling the same and don't have an answer for it you know what I'm saying don't have an answer don't have a way to deal with it and and possibly feel like they're just alone Okay, so she now knows what's preventing her from continuing with her creative work and she has everything she needs. It's all organized, the book is ready to go, and all she has to do is find a publisher that's going to help her to write it in the way that she wants it to be written, the best way that she thinks the story, her story will be communicated, and publish the book. And that might be true for you too, whether you're writing a book or you're maybe you're creating a podcast like me, or maybe you're writing a song, or maybe you're working on some other forms of art, or whatever it is, a blog, anything, music, whatever you're working on, you know what it is, or hopefully after this episode, you have a chance to sit down write down what it is that you're working on, your goals, write down a list of things you're apprehensive about, things that you're fearful about maybe, and then attack that list. Figure out how you can 
reshape your routines or reshape your mentality or what information you can learn, what tools you can get your hands on to help you fight past that apprehension, to push past the roadblocks. You know, after hearing Kiyosha's story and even the book that she talked about, the boy's story in the book, I think she said it was a boy called It, if I'm not mistaken. It just shows you that it is possible. You can fight past it. But we don't have a whole bunch of time here on this earth. And, you know, I think Nipsey Hussle's death has put even more of an urgency, which that's not the only death. I mean, there are plenty of other people's passing that have proved that there's a real sense of urgency. We don't have a lot of time. So we have to do the work now to propel ourselves and our purpose. And I hope that you'll do that after this episode and into the next episode six of the creation of a content creator with me, Reet. I'm so thankful that you're listening. <laughs>